I figured today we do an episode that may be a little controversial for some out there. Who are the top 10 centers in Kentucky basketball history? You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. You can go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LockedOnCollege for a free water bottle with any purchase. And when you put them on, you will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. On today's episode of Locked on Kentucky, we are going to chat GPT for the first time on the show. Going to ask it a question that I think will maybe start some controversial opinions in the comments below. Who are the 10 best centers in Kentucky basketball history? We'll go through the list that I got from the AI. I will also give my opinions on the list as well. Also on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Samto Cyril and his performance during the overtime elite pro day. Had a great day, as well as another Kentucky basketball prospect, which we'll get to later on in the episode. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everyone out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the show. If you're listening on podcasts, would really appreciate it if you follow it along there as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. ChatGPT ranked the top 10 centers in Kentucky basketball history. You already know off the bat, if ChatGPT is involved, it's probably going to be a little bit of a chaotic list. So what I did is I asked ChatGPT, who are the best 10 centers? And it immediately let me know something that is going to help you guys through this journey of ranking these centers. It only has knowledge up until December slash January of 2021 to 2022. So essentially what we're saying here is uh, it doesn't know about Oscar Sheepway. Doesn't know about his full accomplishments with the Wildcats. Only has knowledge up until January or early January of 2022. So we're not going to be able to put Oscar Sheepway on this list uh, for ChatGPT. Although I will tell you where I would rank him here in just a little bit. But starting here at number 10 is a player that I don't know if a lot of you have heard of, uh, Wawa Jones. From He played uh, for Kentucky from 1945 to 1949. He was a key member of those two 48 and 49 championship teams, remembered as one of Kentucky's all-time greats. You go and look at Big Blue history, you get to see that Jones was 46th all-time in scoring for the Wildcats, not in the top 54 on Big Blue history in rebounding. I can't really tell you a whole lot about this dude other than the fact that he, I believe, was six foot four at forward slash center, which is just absolutely crazy uh, that Kentucky was uh, running that back in the day. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, Wallace Jones at six foot four playing, uh, playing forward slash center. Uh, I think that that's pretty cool. Uh, he also, uh, interesting note here, also shot like over 65% from the floor Uh, for the majority of his career. Uh, Finished with a 63% field goal percentage over 1,100 points per game. So 
Shout out to Wallace Jones here at number 10. And by the way, you are absolutely free to debate this in the comments below. Just don't come after me until I give my opinions on the list. This is Chad GPT talking. All right, this is not me speaking. At number nine, you've got Alex Groza, who played for the Wildcats from 1944 to 1945. He was also a part of that really strong front court that the Wildcats had. Groza was instrumental in leading the Wildcats to two national championships in 48 and 49. He was the NCAA tournament's most outstanding player in both years. I believe Alex Groza top 10 in Kentucky basketball history in scoring, played center at six foot seven. Averaged, uh, let's see here, he shot 67% from the floor during his career. Over 1,700 points for the Wildcats. Had 698 uh, in 34 games played in the 1948-49 season. Very talented player. Jersey retired, as we all know. Alex Groza, one of the best to ever do it uh, for the Kentucky Wildcats. I understand why he's here on the list. And these next two... I think are really interesting the fact that they're placed above Groza because of what he accomplished in his era. I think it's really interesting that ChatGPT went to these two more modern players over him despite not having, I think, the statistical uh, 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 acumen that these other these other two t uh, players uh, above him do. At number eight, this is really, <laughs> really uh, interesting here. They've got Willie Cauley-Stein as the eighth best center in Kentucky basketball history 81st in scoring in Kentucky basketball history 29th in rebounds per game or excuse me not rebounds per game just rebounds total uh Stein obviously played with the Wildcats for a few seasons here uh and was really solid I mean we got to see him like the like chat GPT said when I asked uh, about details about Stein a versatile defender shot blocker was a force on both ends of the floor during his time at Kentucky and that's what made him so special uh, during his time here. Again, 81st Nash, or 81st across the board uh, with 843 points in his career. Shot 59% from the floor. Uh, did not take a three in his career. Had 655 total rebounds. Also had 233 blocked shots. He was good. He was very, very good. I think you could easily make the conversation for him to be around the top 10. At number eight here, I think it's an interesting spot. If you guys disagree with that, absolutely, please let me know. And if you're listening on podcast at Locked On UK, if you want to tag me, give me your list. Uh, I would absolutely be interested in seeing it and hearing what you have to say. Again, these are centers, the top 10 centers. Again, I talked about Alex Groza being behind two more modern players. And this next player only got a season. With the Wildcats in 2020, 20, uh, 2012, excuse me, that's right, it's Anthony Davis at number seven, 140, or excuse me, yeah, yeah, number seven, 146th all time in scoring for the Kentucky Wildcats, not in the top 54, and rebounding on BigBlueHistory.net, uh, and this is what ChatGPT says when asked about him. While Davis only played one season at Kentucky, he left a significant mark, leading the Wildcats to a national championship in 2012. He was also the National Player of the Year and a consensus first-team All-American. We all remember how good Davis was. Very solid on the defensive end. Aggressive. One of the best uh, NBA, pro uh, NBA prospects to come out of the collegiate game over the past 20 years. Um, one of the best in the NBA right now. Uh, definitely a top-ten player in the, in the league currently if he's healthy. Um, yeah, th th this absolutely makes sense to me. Uh, the fact that Davis is here in the top 10, had he gotten more seasons with the seasons with the Wildcats, 
I think he would have continued to be just as impactful. And we got to see how impactful he was uh, during his loan season with UK. So I think that this is, that this is absolutely, uh, absolutely fair. Mike Phillips is here at number six, another key player from the 1978 championship team. Phillips was known for his strong inside play. I'm going to pull up his numbers here for you guys. So he was 25th in Kentucky history in scoring at 6'10", 235, very physical player. Uh, was not the best free throw shooter, shot over 54% from the floor, 1,300 points. Most of his production came in his sophomore season, kind of trailed off slowly uh, towards the end of his year. Uh, I personally don't know a ton about Mike Phillips other than the fact that I knew just statistically he was he was a good for the, he was really good for the Wildcats. 21st also uh, in rebounds, total rebounds in UK history. So uh, a good player, racked up a lot of numbers uh, for the Wildcats. Uh, and I think, I think he is deserving of this top 10. I'm trying to think if there's, if there's any other players here outside of Shibway that I would want to insert into this, this top 10 here that ChatGPT has uh, created. I mean, there are a couple. There are, there are definitely a couple different players that you could make the argument for. I, I don't know if this is an absolutely terrible list. So Mike Phillips here at number six, uh, both really solid offensive or offensively and defensively getting those rebounds uh, and, and and getting some buckets as well. So I want to continue here with this uh, with this top 10. The, again, these are the top 10 centers in Kentucky basketball history, according to ChatGPT. Before we get to those, though, I'm going to tell you guys about our friends over at Bird Dogs. In case you don't know, Bird Dogs make you look Excellent. They are stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through your thigh and give your leg a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon shorts do, but they fit way better. They also fit way better than regular shorts with those stiff, restricting cotton that nobody really likes. Bird Dogs fixed that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs also has anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, and they are functional for literally any occasion. I like to wear mine all uh, across the board for different events, golfing, uh, e- evening out. You know, if you want to go to the pool, if you want to work out, that's a that's a very common for me to go work out. My Bird Dogs also going to the beach, you know, going out to uh, different work events also as well. If you want to get some of the uh, Bird Dogs pants as well. I've got a couple of friends that I've really put on to bird dogs over the past couple of months, uh, thanks to Locked On, and I've really enjoyed them, and I would strongly encourage you to check them out. You can go to birddogs.com slash college and enter promo code LockedOnCollege at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That is birddogs.com slash college for a free water bottle at checkout, and once you put them on, you're not going to want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you have not subscribed to the show, please go ahead and do show or do do show. Do so. Uh, it would be much appreciated whether you're listening on YouTube or on podcast. All right, so let's continue along here with this list. ChatGPT ranking the top 10 centers in Kentucky basketball history. We have already gotten through 10 through 6 one more time. That would be Wawa Jones. Alex Groza, Willie Cauley-Stein, Anthony Davis, and Mike Phillips, all really good in their own right. At number five here, number five, we've got a player that, again, probably not a lot of you have heard about. I mean, some of my older listeners uh, may have definitely gotten to witness these guys play here in the 1980s and the 90s. We've got Melvin Turpin. 
here from play from 1980 to 1984, known as the Dipper. He paired with Sam Bowie to form one of the best front courts in all of college basketball. Melvin Turpin finished 16th all time in scoring at UK, listed at 6'11, 240 pounds. This dude was a uh, tank. He was an absolute tank. 22nd also all, all time in rebounds for UK. Uh, really good times there in the 80s with Bowie's with uh, with Bowie and Turpin. Uh, once more, you know, you look at his numbers: 1,500 points in his career. Uh, he made over a thousand field or took over a thousand field goal attempts. Made 626 of them. Had 518 points in 34 games in his final season uh, with the Wildcats. Uh, just just uh, 226 shot uh, block shots as well. Um, he is uh, one of the best uh, that formed one of the better twin towers. Uh, in all of college basketball history, uh, and I, I, I think that he is deserving of this top five ranking. Would I put him at number five? Would I move him up? Would I move him maybe down to six? Uh, somewhere around here, I think is fair. Uh, I like this at number five here for Melvin Turpin. At number four, Ricky Roby from the 1974 through 1978 seasons. He was instrumental during the Wildcats 1978 championship run. That's what uh, that's what Chad GPT has to says it has to say about Roby here. War number fifty three. Six foot ten. Uh, also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for his final couple of seasons, I mean, was just balling out. I mean, dropping 427 points in his in his junior, 460 in his senior. Um, compared to his first couple of years, um, just just really turned it on there towards the end. Pause. Um, but yeah, he finished 23rd all time in scoring at Kentucky, and then the, the the calling card for him was his rebounding. He finished 10th all time in rebounds for UK with 838. So that is where Ricky Roby finished. At number three, you've got Sam Bowie. We talked about him a second ago. Had a stellar career at Kentucky. Was famously picked ahead of Michael Jordan in the 1984 NFL draft or NBA draft. That's what uh, that's what ChatGPT has to say about Bowie here. Seven foot one, 230 pounds. Uh, really solid player for a couple of years there for UK. Had a stint in his career uh, a couple of years there where he didn't play, and then once he got back, 357 points in his final season, almost 1,300 points in total to speak of, 843 rebounds. Bowie was great, uh, again, paired with Turpin to form one of the better Twin Towers duos of all time. 30th in scoring, 9th in rebounds. Bowie, I think, is deserving of this top five ranking. At number two, you've got Bill Spivey from the 1949 to 1951 season uh, seasons again. Uh, a player that maybe not a lot of younger uh, younger players will know about. I think it's very impressive that he's still in the top 40 all-time in scoring at UK, and he only played two seasons. Scored 578 points in his first year, 635 in his second year in just 33 games. Dude was balling. Of course, the interesting note here, he shot sub 38 or 39% uh, for his entire career. Played at, uh, played at center at seven feet tall. So it's not like he was just shooting a bunch of shots like a guard would. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big man out there. Um, missing quite a bit of shots. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Spivey, 39th uh, all-time in scoring, 36th all-time in rebounding. Probably would have moved him down a little bit. But again, uh, dude was, uh, was was getting a lot of buckets uh, for, those, for those early Wildcats teams. And then, of course, I, I mean, this one should not come as a shock to anybody out there that knows anything about Kentucky basketball. Uh, Dan Issel, number one all time in uh, in uh, in Kentucky history in, in terms of centers, according to Chat GPT, scored 948 points in his final season 
with the Wildcats in just 28 games. I'm trying to pull that up here. That would be good for 33.8 points per game. Uh, I don't really think that there's a lot of debate here. Uh, ChatGPT says the all-time leading scorer in Kentucky history. Issel had an impressive career before going on to success in the ABA and the NBA. Yeah, there's not really a whole lot else to say here. He's a good free throw shooter for for his height at six foot eight, two forty. He was also a good shooter overall, fifty two percent from the floor. Uh, all American type of player, all SEC type of player. I believe he had two years where he was an All American. Um, a jersey, of course, number forty four, retired. One of the best to ever do it for Kentucky, and I think that that's where that's where you put him. I think you put him first, best center in Kentucky history. Uh, Dan Issel. I, I think that, that, that that's pretty easy here. The final question I have about this, um, outside of asking you guys, you know, leave your lists in the YouTube comments below if you're curious, uh, or I, I'm curious rather to see what you have uh, have to say about this. Yeah, locked on UK as well on Twitter. If you wanna if you wanna hit me up there, where would Oscar Shebway fall here? Where would Oscar Shebway fall here? Because I think that Oscar Shebway should be here. In this top 10, I think that he definitely should be in contention here because let's just pull him up. He was 48th, 48th in all time scoring for Kentucky. And if I'm not mistaken, he's like, I want to say sixth now uh, for Kentucky all time rebounding. I think that's correct. So, Oscar Shebway, I think he deserves to be in this top 10 here. And I don't necessarily mean ChatGPT's top 10. I mean just the top 10. If we're going to have the fan base do a collective ranking of these guys, I think Shibway could find himself somewhere between 4th and 10th just because of how strong he was in his two years here in this modern era. I think that you could, I think you could see on the extreme side, some people put him up as high as 4th. Um, I think he deserved to be in the top 10. Uh, period. And again, I want to let uh, I want to know what do you think about these rankings from ChatGPT? And uh, please don't come at, at me mad in the comments because again, I did not rank these guys. So uh, I'm just interested to see what you guys have to think. I thought that this would be a fun uh, fun episode idea for you guys. All right, I've got a couple more notes here. I, I think that we need to talk about how Somto Zero performed with the OTE uh, Pro Day. According to On Three, he had a very very good outing, was a top performer uh, at the Pro Day. I want to get to that in just a second. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes it sure that you have the medication in hand. And it's really simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked on. All right, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl, hanging out here with you. Once more, I appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen. If you have not checked out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast with Andy Patton and Isaac Shade, 
I would strongly encourage you guys to do that. They do great work over there on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to talk here quickly about Sam Tosirol and how he performed during Overtime Elites Pro Day, according to Jamie Shaw of On3, who went in, uh, who went and wrote an article about the standouts during this Pro Day. Uh, I think that Somto was was definitely one of the players to highlight alongside Carter Knox, who we'll get to in a second. This is what Jamie Shaw had to say about Cyril. Somto Cyril is huge and is hard to ignore that upon first look. He measured six foot ten with a seven foot seven wingspan and a nine foot two standing reach. The Kentucky commit was listed at a muscular two hundred and forty pounds on the roster. He also recorded the second highest vertical jump. In the program, he had a 39-inch vertical jump, for those that didn't see that on Twitter. Uh, Dwight Howard's vertical jump, by the way, is 39.5 inches. And that's what we're getting next year. Should be a lot of fun. He also recorded, or excuse me, what he did on the day was rebound, Jamie Shaw continued. In and out of his area, he played with a consistent purpose and was able to gather boards in and out of his area. Cyril also ran the floor well, beating his name up the floor a couple of times for easy baskets in transition. Cyril still has touch questions and some questions with his hands in traffic. The size and the motor are there, and he liked the fact that he knows who he is and plays within that mold. So I think that that's a really good point about Jamie uh, from Jamie Shaw about what this kid is next season for Kentucky. And if he's able to develop a little bit between now and then, that's great. I'd love to see him be able to touch the ball uh, or get touches and handle it effectively without being all over the place and worrying about turnovers, which we did worry about at times with Shibwe, uh, despite his strength. Um, I think that that would be nice to see him develop. But again, he's not the type of player to handle the ball in traffic. He's not the type of player to try and create a shot outside of the paint. He's a seven foot tall or, or six foot 10, 240 pound man. Let him go to work. Let him go to work at the rim. And uh, according to Jamie Shaw against some really good players, I mean, uh, he he was a, able to to get it done during the OTE day, so I'm impressed with uh, with Samto Samto and his effort. Uh, that's kind of the thing that we've been uh, harping on here uh, ever since we talked about his commitment a couple of months ago. His aggression, I think, is something else you have to note. Uh, I I like it. I like the energy here um, from Cyril. The other player I wanted to highlight, Carter Knox. He was the on three MVP. He was the highest ranked player in the OTE Elite program according to the on three industry ranking. And Jamie Shaw said, while he showed his high-level explosion during the drills, the six-foot-seven wing was at his best during the five-on-five portion of the day. Known as a slasher, the jump shot fell, and he took it with confidence. The balance look improved with the jump shot. He had a consistent release and got his feet under him when shooting off movement. He has an upside on the defensive end, especially in the passing lanes, but I would like to see him get more consistent effort on that end of the floor. The brother of former lottery pick Kevin or Kevin Knox, as we all know, Carter is still figuring out his own game, how to attack his spots and create production. The flashes today were consistent, and I think that's going to be the question: is how consistent are those flashes uh, for the upcoming uh, for his upcoming senior season? And you know where where he lands, I think is going to be interesting to see as well to see how they unlock that, uh, given the offense. And I think that's his strength. So. Those are the two players that showed out during the OTE Elite Pro Day. You got any thoughts on those guys, you can leave them in the YouTube comments below. I'm excited about Cyril, man. I'm excited to see what Cyril is for UK whenever he finally gets here. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave it in the YouTube comments below. 
hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and God bless.